This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. You're listening to Radio Hawks Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming across the globe at www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. It's my pleasure for the very first time this year to have in from uh, the Stewart Group right, in, right here in Hastings on Canny View, the CEO, Nick Stewart. How are you going, Nick? Great. Good, thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. And you were just explaining to me before we came to her that today, as we record this program, it's the last day you can say that. It is. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I kind of say, you know, compliments of the season to people from the 1st of December. Yes. And then, yeah, Happy New Year is gone uh, by tomorrow. Now we, <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, today's uh, topic is all about home loan repayments, Nick. But before we get there, just to remind our listeners what the Stewart Group is all about. Sure, yeah. Uh, Stewart Group is a, a family-owned financial planning, financial advisory business based in, uh, founded in uh, Hawke's Bay, but with offices in Hastings and Wellington. Mm. 35th year, isn't it? 36 years. 36 years. 36. Where did those years go? Yeah, actually, that was 36, uh, 36 years. Uh, four days ago. Wow. Did you have a party? Oh, uh, no, we didn't because my, my dad, my father, uh, Dawn, founding principal, is currently, uh, on annual leave up in Auckland. And I didn't want to have a little celebration until uh, he got back. I've actually got a, a little, a wee bottle of 1987 Hawks Bay Red that I'll, uh, open with him and, uh, our other, uh, director. Um, and we'll, we'll have that in the next week. Just a, it's just a nice way to mark the milestone. Absolutely right. Yeah. Now today we're going to talk about uh, home loan repayments. But again, just before we start, how's 2023, in your opinion, looking for the financial markets? More pain or a bit of gain? Hmm. Okay. So it's really interesting that you that you raise that because if I think about, it, I'll just produce a little bit of information. Um, so if you think about it in US dollar terms, um, so if you're a US investor. If you're invested in the NASDAQ, which is the tech stocks, 2023 has been very, very kind to you thus far. Mm-hmm. You'd be up 11.89% wow. already. That's not to be sneezed at, is it? That is not. That is a more than a year's return, mm. historically. More than a year's return has been delivered to you in 30 days. So what's the secret? Someone thinking about investing, what are you saying? Go for it. Well, well <laughs> now I've often said before, my crystal ball's no better than anybody else's, but I yeah. do know that if you want to be rewarded, you have to remain in your seat. So someone who remained in their seat, um, they have done really, really well, whereas those who park their capital to the sideline and are not engaged have missed out on that 12% return. And I'll just get, so that was the NASDAQ. If we look at the um, S&P, the Standard & Poor's 500 index, you know, Top 500 largest companies uh, by capitalization in the United States, a 6.44% return mm. thus far. Mm. So that's a, that's a, that's a solid number. That's yeah. a respectable number. And that's, remember, that's only a month, but here's something. <laughs> and you're going to laugh at this again. So Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> from the 1st of January 
through to um, last night trading in the US, so the 30th, because they haven't had the 31st yet, 44.63% return really? in 30 days. Wow, that's so, incredible. Um, yeah. Now, the question is, you know, is the cat alive or is it dead? So in other words, is it a dead cat bounce or is it a bounce back to fruition? Now, um, who knows? Yeah, I think the last time we spoke on this program, uh, Bitcoin had lost billions. Oh, it had it had dropped about um, seventy odd percent last year. So it's coming off a, a real low. But um, but hey, um, good to see that there's some life there for those that are invested yeah. and have borne the pain. And and we look a little bit closer to home. You know, you've had um, you know, like if we look at one of the larger retirement uh, providers in New Zealand, um, the uh, the Ryman Group, mm. big listed company in New Zealand. Um, you know, it's um, you know, it rallied eighteen percent last week, wow. but again Pretty off an absolute thumping, a drumming mm. in twenty twenty two, where the stock price pretty much dropped. I I recall the numbers, something like sixty seven percent down for the year. I think it's like you all say, though, isn't it? Got to be there for the long haul. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got to remain in your seat. It's yep. that old analogy. You know, if you go to the ball game and you go over to watch the Magpies at McLean Park and you're sitting in the stand with the kids. And if you go to get a hot dog and you know you gotta go around the back of the stand to get the dog. Now if you go or punter the chips, beer, you go if you get out of your seat three times during the game, you could easily miss the three best tries that yes, occur right in front of you. That's right. Uh, and you just hear the roar of the crowd and you've got your punter <laughs> of hot right. chips, your beer and your hot dog, but you missed yeah, out <laughs> and it's exactly the same. And that's yes, where, you know, it. this year to date rally that's occurred in markets has been incredibly kind. And now one little analogy is that long-dated bonds, the yield has come back, has pulled back. So again, in U.S. dollar terms, the U.S. Um, US 10-year bonds have come back by 36 basis points or 0.36 mm-hmm. of 8%. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's quite material. Now the reason I talk about bonds is that then flows through to our mortgage rates Mm. so for example this morning i just went online um pulled up some numbers and of course at the top of the chart is um asb right up there so if you think about it the variable rate today 7.99 for a residential mortgage this is no specials or anything this is just this is just the rack rate so variable 7.99 five years is Mm 6.49 so that is what you call a negative yield curve Um, now the reason why that's really interesting is that some of those, because those global bond markets have pulled back, so the wholesale uh, markets have pulled back, it means that so have our interest rates. Mm-hmm. Now we're waiting on the official cash rate to be announced yes. this month, isn't it? Yeah, correct. And I think the last time we spoke, we were perhaps picking another 75 basis points. Is that still on the cards or not? Well, actually, we just need, I just need to correct you on that. So there isn't an announcement from the Reserve Bank um, for about another six weeks. All right. Um, but the markets, you can go into the markets and have a look and see where, what the markets are predicting. Yeah. And markets were predicting that the Reserve Bank would go large again and increase uh, interest rates by, you know, 50 to 75 basis points again. But then we had the inflation number that came out about a week ago was relatively benign. Mm. Now, when I mean benign, it was flat. Yeah. And so at the moment, whilst the inflation rate is extremely uncomfortable, 
uh, it's adding to the um, cost of living crisis, and it is a crisis. Uh, it's very, very painful for people. The fact that it didn't go up and that it was the same as the mm. previous quarter gave everyone great heart. Mm-hmm. And some pundits are saying that the Reserve Bank will not have to go as large, as hard as it did on the previous two announcements. Right. So that would be a good thing. And that's also one reason, again, and this is happening globally, that inflation is either flat or pulling back a yeah. touch. So like the US, it's come back a bit. And that's why those long-dated bonds have all come back and, and you know, the, those wholesale markets have come back, which means that our long-dated mortgages have got a little bit cheaper. Yeah. I suppose that's a good segue into your topic for today, which is home loan repayments. But mm. even if the Reserve Bank put the... Um, Official cash rate up a little bit. That's a lot of pain for some people, isn't it? Oh, it is. Well, look, it's, you know, you've got people that are coming off mortgages that have got a two or a low three in the number, mm. and they're moving to a six or a seven. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just said before that variable ASB rate, and I don't mean to pick on ASB, it just no. happened to be near, near top of the top of the chart, just on the fact that it's... Uh, Hey, um, but yeah, I mean, if you were coming off, say, a two point nine nine fixed mortgage, and it was going variable to seven point nine nine, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's five hundred basis points or five percent. Mm. That's massive. Mm. So yeah, okay, so you could you could fix it, and if you fix for five years, which happens to be the lowest rate on offer at the moment, there, the um, six point four nine, still double. Yes. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so look, even if the Reserve Bank was to, um, you know, not go as hard as they have, um, the number's still, it's Herculean. It's, it's staggering. It's a, it's a big number. Yeah. So you've got quite a few people that are uh, having to substantially readjust mm. their, uh, well, they can't adjust their income, no. but they can certainly adjust their expenditure. The the And I've talked about this um probably about four or five shows ago, and that's the fact that there's a certain amount of elasticity people have in their budget or their, you know, their discretionary spending, mm. but there's only so much of that you can cut. Yeah. And then you then have to look at your mortgage and you have to right-size your balance sheet. Yes. So the unfortunate part at the moment is that if you're having to go to the market to downsize your mortgage and downsize your home, now that may be you go from a three-bedroom home to a two-bedroom, yeah. a four to a three, whatever it may be, or you go to a, a, a slightly inferior location, mm. you are having to realize a pretty substantial loss for some people that have yeah. purchased the property in the last, um, you know, last... 18 to 24 months. Yeah. I mean, what you say makes perfect sense, but that's only works if you've got equity, doesn't it? Correct. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, um, you certainly have, you're in quite a predicament if you have negative equity. Mm. I mean, the ability to transfer and downsize does not exist. No. Um, and that brings a, brings about some other complications. Yeah. Um, other complications in the sense that I mean, like, um, you know, we all know that, and I've talked about it before that, you know, some of the, um, Sadly, the the things that affect people's relationships and family units most substantially are financial issues. Mm. Um, so this it, it is quite problematic when that occurs. Now, I read your article, and uh, mm. prior to you coming here, I went onto the web and had a look and see if anyone else had any better ideas or uh, more <laughs> ideas than what you had. And uh, look, you can't pick a hole in what you've suggested, and uh, I'll get you to go through some of those suggestions. Certainly. But 
I suppose at the end of the day, someone who's coming off a 2.9% mortgage a couple of years back and they're going up to a 7% mortgage, this sort of stuff's hardly going to help them, is it? Because they're going to be in the poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, it just depends on the level of yeah. indebtedness they have, uh, and it depends on how many levers they can pull with their – how much elasticity is in their in mm. their, in their their household budget. The first, and I talked about their household budgets. Most people that I meet don't actually have a budget. Right. Unfortunately, so many people will actually have to start developing that kind of muscle memory that many of our forebears had to do. Like I remember my uh, grandparents telling me about what it was like to grow up in the Depression. Yeah. Everything was accounted for. It just had to be. Absolutely. There was no other way to live. Yeah. But if we think about like uh, late last year, there was um, a whole lot of people, that, there was all these articles about Disney and Netflix and all of these people that were um, flicking through subscriptions. So they would sign up and binge on Disney for mm. 90 days, get the sweet deal, then exit, mm. sign up on the sweet deal to Netflix yeah. for 90 days and then move on to the next one. But now the reason I talk about that is that many people have a huge amount of um, subscription services. Mm-hmm. Um, some people find, including myself, I mean, um, for example, I've, I've got Spark Sport, um, but I kind of signed up for it when there was a particular event that I wanted to watch, whereas I haven't, that, that event hasn't come up again, mm-hmm. and yet I'm still paying yes. for it. So a lot of us have these subscription services um, that potentially we don't really need anymore. So that was one thing that I talked about in the article, as that people should actually go through those. And so things like newspapers, podcasts, other apps, streaming services. Um, a lot of people are also, um, you know, like a lot, many of us um, have a food or goods subscription as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, um, it works, but it's, but in many ways, it's it's a nice to have. Uh, and some people are just, you know, they yeah. need to trim what they can. Um, the other one is power, power prices. I mean, the fact that, you know, we as a family have created the Tarihi Solar Network. And when I talk to family and friends and clients and, and folk in the community, it's amazing mm. how few people have ever checked on their power. Mm. You know, yeah. they've been with, I'll pick on contact, you know, they've been yeah. with contact energy for 10 years and why would they change? Exactly. Um, so people just don't. Um, uh, the other one is that a lot of people, they, they have a credit card that earns an amazing amount of air points, but the fact is many of us aren't actually travelling at the moment, mm. um, you know, and yet they don't actually know how much they're paying for the credit card. Mm. Um, and there's been some really cool kind of consumer-style articles, and I'm not sure if it was written by the consumer, but it had that feel about it. I remember reading one where um, they were talking about how much you had to spend mm. to get the benefit of the air points to actually... Um, surpass the cost of the card yes, on a yearly basis. Indeed, and it was actually quite a lot of money. So, so you've got those sort of issues, and the other one is, and I've spoken about it before, and that's the kind of buy now, pay pay later apps. Yeah. So, you know, if you buy now to consume later, you are at some stage in the future, you are going to have to repay that money. It's like, think about it like a rubber band. You know, you know, if on one hand, so, so you know, you know, you've got your left hand holding one end of the band and the other, and the right hand holding the other, and you pull it, there's only, I keep using that word, elasticity, there's only so, so long until they want to come back and meet one another. And that's that thing where, you know, if you spend a month on buy now, pay later, well, then you're just going to have to spread that lump of capital across your income over the months ahead. Mm. Well, unless your income 
is going to lift substantially, or um, you have some other means of creating surplus cash flow for the months ahead, you're going to have a problem. Mm. Yeah. Now, we can only speculate. I'm going to ask you to speculate on this, yes. uh, this question, and that is, is there some sort of moral obligation, do you think, uh, for loan providers to ask the hard questions? For instance, you, know, you go to the bank mm. or to a provider of money and you say, look, I want to borrow a million dollars to buy this really cool house down the road. Yes, I do have my 200000 deposit that I require, um, and I, I want to get the money at that 2.9%. Do you think the loan provider should then be saying, hey, what happens if this jumps up in two years' sure. time to 7%? Can you pay it off? Do they do that? Um, yeah, they do. They, 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 have a, um, they have like a shock test that they put through, mm. and you know, they test the book or the, 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 um, the book as in all of the customers who have um, mortgage debt obligations, mm. and they test those at much higher interest rates than are there today. The What I'd read was that... The numbers that they had tested are now so, – so in other words, if you'd said to people, oh, we, Ken, we're going to test you mm. to see to see what life's going to look like for you at an interest rate of 7%. Yeah. And when interest rates were 3 mm. or 2, you were like, Phew, that's mild. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, here we are. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, they do run those tests. But they assume that people can – you know, I talked that again, that word elasticity – it's based on the assumption that everyone can change their behaviour and yeah. live on a certain amount of money. Yeah. Now, some people that, of course, we can all trim our trim our expenditure, but some people just are not willing to do that. No. Uh, for example, could you imagine um, having to explain to your children that they are going to have to change schools? Mm-hmm. Uh, you imagine that those who lease a vehicle that. And it's a really nice leased yeah. vehicle. You imagine that they have to go to a much, much inferior mm. motor vehicle. So I'm talking about things like pride, family sure. dynamics yeah. with the schooling. Um, a lot of that, some people just are not prepared to cut that that much off the cloth. So do you think that's it? I mean, uh, I, I was just wondering why is there so much angst around if you know the banks have done their stress tests, the uh, loan providers from other agencies have done their stress tests, and think, well, yeah, you could probably handle it, Nick. You've got no worries. But now, all of a sudden, everyone's worried. Yeah, well, they are because that kind of things. That's um, so. Is it those other things that you've just mentioned? The cars, the yeah, school yeah, well, fees, have dug themselves into a big hole. Well, for people to move on to that kind of war footing, into, and, I, and I use the word war footing because like, I listen to a podcast and do some reading about what it was like in like World War II where people, you know, you had ration cards mm. and the ration card equated to a certain amount of calories. Mm. Yeah. Well, now, you know, it, like if you're told that this is what it's going to be like, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Mm. I can live on that amount of calories and I can eat, eat, eat that grill. <laughs> now, that's, that's on paper. Yes. But what happens when right. it actually happens? Yes. Um, and that's what I mean. Some people find that really, really difficult. Um, and we're going to see that potentially ahead. Now, I don't mean it all sound doom and gloom about it because the fact that interest rates are now negative, that they're, you know, so they peak mm-hmm. and then they go negative, particularly if they hit negative around that kind of three, four, five year mark. So the fact is we know that there is some mortgage rate relief coming down mm. the track. Yeah. The question is you just have to hang on and get to that point in time. Yeah. And you've got to ride through the storm. Um, and we spoke about this last year, that riding through the storm wasn't going to be 90 days. No, it was not. That it was going to be more like a year, if not two. Yeah. And that's exactly what the um, yield curve or the interest rates are telling us at the moment. So so people will need to 
you know, what's that term? It annoys me slightly, but you know, people have to call their jets yes. <laughs> and uh, and just and just get through for a period of time. And I suppose it's really only in this if you can if you can carry on paying the mortgage that you have, which is excessively high now. It only really becomes an issue when you sell, doesn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, because uh, you know that's when you uh, get into that negative equity, and um, that's the proof of the pudding, isn't it? That uh, the market has cooled. It's that I think we talked about it for years. Yes, the bubble's going to burst. It's burst, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, you've got it. Where you know you've got you know some pretty material declines now. Mm. Um, you know. I know that the figures that are published, they're always stale. Yeah. Because the, the sales that, um, you know, were executed in October and settled now. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, the deals that are being done today are very, very different than what was done in October. And you're seeing that. I mean, you know, anyone only has to go for a, go for a walk or mm. a drive around, um, a number of city blocks and they can see the number of houses for sale and they can see that they've been there for sale for longer than they normally would have been in the last three yeah. years. It's just a change. Yeah. And, but it certainly does create an opportunity and a reset, an opportunity for those people that want to come into the market who've yeah. been waiting patiently, saving diligently, getting ready to acquire a home. This is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Are people, do you find in your market, because you're, you know, you're at the, at the coal face, are they sitting on their wallets? It seems to be like a barbell. Mm. Um, and I use the word a barbell because there seem to be those people that are, and, there appear to be people that are struggling and are having to offload assets. Mm-hmm. Like any, you hear the stories about people who, have, who you know, you know, piece together a portfolio of five residential houses and they've just realised that they can't actually have that many with the mm-hmm. amount of debt, so they're having to offload some. That's fine. That that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other end, you know, there on the other other end of the extreme, there are a lot of people who are sitting on a lot of cash. Yeah, and we know that through the figures that are given by. Um, you know, central banks around the world, it's not just a New Zealand mm. phenomenon, it's overseas, that the world is awash with liquidity or cash. Yes. But not everyone has it. And that's why I use the word the barbell, because there are some people who have none, and there are other individuals and corporations that have a lot. And that has been the same since uh, Adam was a boy, that there are, you know, there are... It is not uniform when you look at the amount of, like if the Reserve Bank put out and say, oh, the average household has, you know, $25,000 in cash. Well, that's not every household. No, of course not. Um, so there are those that are sitting, you know, with a lot of cash that can be deployed and they will be waiting and ready to go. Just the same as, you know, you know, I just gave you the numbers, you know, the, the, you know, the NASDAQ's up mm. 12% over the, you know, last month. Well, people have been buying. Yep. There is cash. Just before I let you get back to work, uh, on the lumen scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the brightest, for, for, for mum and dad investors in particular or people who might be struggling, how bright is the future? How bright is 2023 for them? Well, I think it's better than 2022 because mm-hmm. 2022, uh, when you look back at it, was pretty darn hard for a lot of people. They, you know, their KiwiSaver balance declined, mm-hmm. both conservative, balanced and growth funds all declined. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Um, they've seen that the value of their batch, their section, caravan site, family home, um, you know, they can put their head in the sand and be an ostrich and say mm. it hasn't gone down because I'm not going to sell. Mm. But the fact is on a mark-to-market pricing, e.g. the value today if you had to sell or needed some cash, that that asset is worth substantially less mm. than it was the previous Christmas. Um, you know, the value of their, if they're fortunate to own a you know, commercial property, retail property, 
they have declined as they've declined mm. as well. So yeah, um, twenty twenty two was hard. Twenty twenty three, the yields on offer are much much better. Um, you know, any time after a material negative or a decline in asset values, we don't know if it'll go down again. But more often than not, historically, those that invest after the markets had a bit of a thumping or a drumming over a period of time are normally pleased with their investment. So it's on the bright side. Correct. And and you know me, I'm a glass half full guy, not yep. half empty. Um, but the fact is, you know, if you look back over time, and mm-hmm. Ken, you know, each year I send you a copy of our little mosaic yep, that's right. of, you know, what was the best asset last year, what was the worst asset going back over a decade, and you know, you know what the numbers are. And those assets that were thumped last year, they typically aren't the assets that get thumped this year. They're normally, they might go from the bottom to the top. Now, if we need any sound financial advice, where do we get it? You can get us at uh, Sound Financial Advice at 204 Academy Road in the Black Basalt Stone Building. Or you can come visit us on the terrace in Wellington. Nick, as always, my pleasure. You look after yourself. Talk to the same time, same place next time. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.